Welcome to Go Home Heat, an AEW podcast. There was some impact this week. I'll blow through it real quick after I introduce my man, Jared. New Japan Jared, who is quickly becoming AEW Jared. That's the transition's almost completely done at this point. And with recent events, maybe Triple A Jared. Exactly. I'm going to have to watch him. I'm going to have to watch it. (laughs) We'll get there. Tag team belts. I am. We will get there. Impact, I thought the main, I want to say this about Impact. One, they had to shut down the Swingers Palace. And that is a shame because it is one of my favorite things in for, wrestling history. For like legal reasons, for like safety. They're code. moving to Na- they're going to Vegas for a while. Oh, from Nashville. Okay. And two, they had a a little back and forth between Alexander and Christian Cage as they're going into a match against each other. Interview they they showed a clip of where somebody had asked Christian in an interview if he would want to wrestle Alexander, and, I, and his answer was, I don't know who that is, and this was pre him doing any impact work. Mm-hmm. And so then, of course, Alexander talked about how this ain't the guy you think he is as he comes around acting like he's here to help all of us and storms off. And it's kind of good because I feel like Alexander is the right guy to get back the impact title and get that show back to. Give me a banger match, too. Of course. Josh Alexander is. Probably one of Impact's best wrestlers. He's maybe like he'd fit in. It's funny because you see, this is a different topic, but NXT has moved towards a lot of amateur wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like the show has every new guy they introduced to you was an All American at Buffalo University, an All American at, you know what I mean? And you see when Alexander wrestles, he's legit like that style of wrestler but way better because oh, yeah. he has and he's learned to mix in the pro wrestling stuff with it. I like yes. Kurt Angle. I mean he doesn't have Kurt's no, Kurt nobody's was, Kurt. Kurt was special. Kurt not, was a once in a lifetime not just as a wrestler but just as a personality. Right. Willingness to totally give himself over to everything. He's one of the special, special pro wrestlers in history. Let's go on to talk about AEW though. We start out actually we start out online. Because YouTube started out our AEW week and the buy-in. Ty Conte versus Santana Garrett. What'd you think about that? Uh, it was alright. I think Ty's getting better. I think matches like this are important to her getting better, especially mm-hmm. when she's like the leading actor, if that makes sense. They're, they're investing heavily in her and Anna Jay. Oh, yeah. You can see it. They know there's star power there. They're trying to work Which that. Which they're great. <clears throat> agreed. Agreed. Then we move on to Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty. Moriarty. Got to thank Sherlock. What did you think about that? Uh, I really like Bobby Fish. Uh, so any opportunity he has to like wrestle, especially a younger guy like Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty, they've mostly had him on Dark and all that. But every time I see him, I'm like, this guy's pretty good. So him getting a match with Bobby Fish is cool. He even busted out like an arm trap suplex uh, as a reference to a Joshi wrestler, uh, Hiromi Yagi, which I thought was cool. Seems like a, a student of the game in some ways. Right. He's in a good spot right now to be a student of the game as we see more of the well-versed veterans in this locker room that they have now, uh, uh, along with backstage. Like somebody asked online the other day if you had any question to ask. Um, we were just talking about him. Fantastic. On the scene wrestler with 2.0, Garcia. Garcia. If you had any questions, Aubrey asked on, Aubrey asked on Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm doing a, I'm doing a podcast with him. If you have any questions, ask. And somebody was like, who's his dream opponent? And I just started thinking, well. Damn, he's already been in the ring with, uh, 
Well, the guy from New <laughs> Japan, obviously, is it Suzuki? Yeah, he, yeah, he right. had a match with Suzuki. Right. No, I was thinking about um, the guy he hasn't wrestled, uh, Finn. S- oh, Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr., right. That would be, that'd be a dream match. That's maybe. a dream match for everybody, right? Absolutely. But then I thought, I wonder if he just has conversations with Dean Malenko. He, yeah, he can just go up and talk to Dean Malenko. Right. Well, for his wrestling style, Dean Malenko is a guy that is yeah. invaluable Agreed, backstage yeah. walking around. Just a, a wealth of knowledge. The, the, the amount of, if you can just go around and ask people questions in AEW, you'll Become a better wrestler, especially when you have osmosis. <laughs> when you have Jerry Lynn, yeah, my some God, of the really some... great bell to bell guys in the history of the program of wrestling altogether. Speaking of which, Daniel Bryan been on a tear lately. He has a big weekend. He wrestles Suzuki. We get the intro. We get the twenty minutes, and they tore it up. Right, dude. It was it was so interesting because mm-hmm. the match wasn't. Like typical AEW, I would say this. I don't even think there's like a, a quote typical AEW match. I might say something like, "Oh, their trios matches are end up being uh, like typical AEW matches." Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's weird to to pin down AEW style. But this was a lot different. There weren't a whole lot of bumps. It was mainly strikes, mainly emotion, and all that. And it really just the characters shone through. Daniel Bryan just wanting to give and take punishment. To your point. We haven't gotten to see Daniel Bryan wrestle a New Japan match since yes. the WWE thing started. He's wrest- he wrestled WWE style mixed with his style. Um, Ring of Honor, he had some of those matches where you could say, okay, that was oh, yeah. Good. But this was him having the opportunity after having watched Ishii, watching Suzuki from afar and thinking, Damn. I've always wanted to have that match. And he didn't go out there and wrestle a Daniel Bryan match. No. He didn't go out there and wrestle an AEW match. He didn't go wrestle a, a Ring of Honor match. He wrestled Suzuki's match. He Absolutely. And it was awesome. <laughs> right. He wants up winning with a flash knee out of nowhere, kind of. But the key to the whole thing was his willingness to go in there and take the punishment and get the punishment out. And it was... It, we're getting to see Daniel... And I'm not knocking his career in WWE because I I said at the end of his run with WWE this time around, I said, look, if he's going to retire or if he's going to go somewhere else, especially if he's going to retire, watch every match he's having because he's doing things. This guy doesn't come around again. He's one of the two, three, like we said, Angle special, Daniel special too. And he's one of the two or three greatest of all time when it comes to we rang the bell and he's going to tell a story. And seeing him living out his fantasy and scripts that he's written in his head for the last decade <laughs> is just a, a love letter to pro wrestling. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And we're getting it. Actually, right now, we're getting it once a night. It's which crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Twice in two nights. I'm blessed. It, Jesus, right? And then, yeah, we'll get there on that too. But he, like, he goes over wonderful. Suzuki's gonna slide over and do some work in Impact, which is really neat. That's cool. Unreal how cool that is. I think Josh, like a Josh Alexander match with him would be good. Oh, dude. Him and Moose. Him and, dude, him and Moose. Yeah. He's gonna tower <laughs> over that dude and he's still gonna get smacked. He's gonna, and Moose is a giving performer though, so it'll work. Absolutely. 100%. You know? Um, Punk versus Matt Seidel was the opening of Rampage as Rampage has to some degree turned into Punk's stomping ground, which is cool. I told you as we listened to Punk do commentary, the neat thing about his WWE career was for a minute there he was only on commentary, but then when he got back in the ring, we lost that. And I always thought 
even if WWE couldn't sign him to wrestle, mm-hmm. signing him to be on comment, he's the best commentator he's so there good. is. He's and, so good. And then what we're getting in AEW is him as both the Wednesday night commentary guy in the opening match on Rampage, which I get it too. Uh, there's a piece of me that's like, why does he need the main event? Why is he the curtain jerk? It doesn't make sense. But also, you want people to flip that because you have too many people watching wrestling at yeah at uh, five till nine. Mm-hmm. Um, on the East Coast, I think. Five. Is that right? Something like that. Okay. But anyway, five minutes to the hour, too many people are watching wrestling. Yes. And you've got an audience anyway that's going to watch your product. Yeah. So you want to get as many of those other people that just love pro wrestling to Flip click over. over. If they start realizing, hey, Punk's going to be the opening match over there every week. Hey. Dude, you're going to get some of them to fly over. Absolutely. It has to happen. You know what I mean? Because if you don't want to watch, look, I will, if you don't like watching Punk wrestle, you don't like wrestling. That dude is good. That's you know, he's great. You like something else. You don't like wrestling. You know what I mean? It's okay, but you don't have to like you know rolling around and bell to bell to be a wrestling fan in the realm of things. You know what I'm saying? Punk here versus Sidell. I thought this was amazing. I think Sidell is his best dance partner he's had so far. Not in the whole realm of things, but matched up with him. The rumor, not the statement that Roman made during the week. <laughs> that's so funny. It, that's so all that's Tell so me, great. but tell me this though. He said he lost a step, and you saw he went out there with Sidell, and you may you may think he doesn't pay attention. Oh, he does. But he was huffing and puffing six minutes in. He was. You know what I mean? And they wrestled at a pace, a frenetic pace. He and I felt like Punk went out there, proved a point. And you could tell when it was over. He was wore slop out. He was drenched in sweat from two <laughs> minutes in to three yeah. minutes in. That's what I noticed was his hair in front, like hanging down in front of him, was so wet, like soaked immediately. And Seidel got to do everything. What he can He's do. So impressive. He's oh such my a God. cool guy. He's such a good wrestler. Such Did a good these wrestler. These guys both like I guess their last singles match was like ten years ago, probably on like a Friday SmackDown. Like a, like SmackDown yeah. I'm sure it was a SmackDown match. And and it's just crazy to see them like ten years later still just great. Matt Seidel's just as much as never the, missed a step. As much as the rivalry between Cena and 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 Punk was on Raw, I think of Punk and he he alludes to it later when when he sees Serena Deeb's hair and says <laughs> that full head of hair on her the the straight edge society and all that I think of SmackDown when I think of that and I think of those years with a little bit longer hair and he was uh, on the I scene like challenging the, the 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 uh, the entire hierarchy of how wrestling worked and that's what I think of when I think of Punk and then to see him kind of get to do that and, again it's cool and I'll be honest with you. The I don't know for a fact, but I would bet you they didn't wrestle at the pace on that show that they did right here. Probably these not. two guys were proving a point that they can still go, especially Matt too, because he Matt. wants to stay on TV. You know he's he great. does. He's great. They, I, I hope they put him on TV almost every week. Every right. time he's in a match, I gotta watch it. It's fun. Right. Dark Order challenges Super Elite. We'll get that on on the next show, which was we just watched Ruby Soho versus Bunny. I thought this was Ruby's best performance. I think so. I think Bunny is think kind was, of. A, I think it was Allie's best performance. Too, I think that that was the part that made it for so me true. was that Allie. It, it, I don't want to say finally, but like she hit her stride again when it mm-hmm. comes to stuff like this. Sometimes in like the the messier tag matches, it gets a little mixed up. But in this match, I thought she was like on point for pretty much the whole time. Totally agree. I totally agree that this was Bunny's best performance, and they dance well together. Mm-hmm. Ruby goes over. I imagine they. I think they might have trained together early on in their careers. 
I want to say they've had, I don't want to say like similar starts anyways. I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that because it was great. Ruby gets jumped outside by Penelope. Getting smoked. We're pushing that into something that we'll see later in the weekend, mm-hmm. which is going to call. This obviously she Ruby's program she's in right now is against those two. Yes, you know, and so that's that's cool though. I love that. Main event of the evening: Hagar, Sammy, Jericho versus Paige, Scorpio, Junior Dos Santos, who is a pro wrestler. I can assume now yes. he looked like he was having a great time. So. Well, it's got to be kind of cool to not have like, dude. When you're an MMA fighter, when they ring the bell, your life's on the line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no kidding, you know? No, absolutely, yeah. You can die out there. And you can just get smoked and die. I mean, you can die in pro wrestling, but it's it's far less likely. Yes. Things people are going to go trying, totally wrong. People aren't trying to hurt you. They're trying not to hurt you. Most of the time. <laughs> right, 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 right. And this was great. It was very fast-paced, like you would think. Yeah, it wrestled well. I, I like this. I didn't think I'd like this match at all, because I, I was just like, whatever. But that, I like all the talent involved, in all honesty. Yeah, sure, of course. When Jericho actually goes out there and wrestles, especially in like a tag match like this, he could do some fun stuff. When he's right. not huffing and puffing five minutes in because he's he's one on one, he does way better. He's way better in tag matches at this point in screen. And, and he this, does a, a lion salt, and it's like cool. Right, and I, I'll, awesome. I'll say it again: three three minutes, six minute tags, eight minute tags, ten minute tags. That's what this company really excels at. I mean, they have the great solo wrestlers too. But when you see, and Sammy got to be the superstar of the show because when he goes out there, it's just bang, 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 bang. Dude, it's so cool. Sammy is becoming the superstar of the show, period, as we are seeing him um, separating himself from the rest of the inner circle mm-hmm. as a solo performer. You can, uh, they, later on, we'll get to that promo later on, as this show ends with the entire America Top Team crew costing Jericho in the match and then beating them down post and all that. And then if Santana and Ortiz, who I feel like maybe if they were there, should have showed up earlier. <laughs> Dude, it takes, listen, it takes a while to put the face paint on. Dude, so right. Why do you think it takes Dustin so long to help Cody? We always made that joke where it's like, actually, no, that's not even a joke, that's real. He's painting himself in the back as Cody's out there getting the snot beaten out of him, and then he runs out. And then he's got a. And then he's wait. getting the snot beaten out of him because he took too long. With Dustin? With Dustin. First, he's got to cut himself. He's yeah. got to glue that back together <laughs> so that it can pop open at the, you know, at the moment's in touch. And then he has to get his fisticuffs in. Okay. <laughs> now on to the main event of the week, which got to be a Saturday night. How cool is that? And we have Punk, Tony, Excalibur, JR, Dante Martin in another really huge match as he opens his show up with Malachi Black. The entrance for Malachi Black is so fantastic as the evil horned... The Whatever horns, you want to the call skulls, it, everything. The outline of him with the horns is so dope. And we get a banger. It rules. It's just a great match. Dante gets his knee worked the whole time by Malachi. Leo rushes ringside. Watch. Leo rushes, yes. Right. Bitcoin Barry as right. CM Funk. CM Funk, listen, quick note, the commentary was legit fire the entire Tony uh, had been gone for a minute and I'd forgotten how much I miss his. He's so good. His GG golly. I hate MJF. Oh my god. We'll get to that (laughs) part. He's yelling at MJF sitting at the commentary table. It is so good. It's so fun. Now, of course, with with any Martin match, you get things you don't normally see. Crazy. Malachi does that as well. So this is a matchup of all these moves, which are like 
in their moveset, but you never, but they always do them from different angles and different ways. It yes. always feels new. Feels fresh. Right. And so this was a great matchup as eventually, of course, we get the flash kick out of nowhere. Boom, he's out. One, two, three. Now, when he walks away, though, you get this neat moment. If you remember at one time, Jeff Hardy, when he breaks from the Hardy Boys, has a match with Taker. And Taker, at some point during the match, keeps wondering how the kid keeps getting up. And when yes. it's over, Taker kind of acknowledges what he's just had to deal with. Malachi Taker. did that with just a glance back just a glance and, and a nod. nod. He he doesn't waste any second of screen time. That That thing with him clutching his stomach, that has significance. I'm certain of it. Where he was clutching his stomach for a moment, and Punk was like, I wonder if that has to do with the black mist. Punk's so smart. Yeah. I don't even know if he, he if they tell him to say that stuff, or is he just that smart where he'll just, he'll he's just say something. Smart. He really is. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Like, later in the night, he's like, oh, that's FTR. Yeah. Not, just not. <laughs> just, I mean, we came to that conclusion as well. Right. Pretty obvious. But he just straight up says, oh, that's FTR. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, then we get the American Top Team thing with Jericho. And then, of course, we get Jericho in the ring first. And... His whole crew is there this time in a circle. And we, we kind of start to realize that he's realizing that I better be rolling with my whole team at all times instead of two or three of us at a time. There's a little back and forth with Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. Lambert is getting booed in his hometown, which is hilarious. I thought, yeah, the crowd is actually in, really into booing him. Oh, yeah. Well, he, dude, he pisses people off. He's got a gift for that, you know, and, uh. Um, he got one of those voices. Well, just then he's a jackass. I mean, I don't know if he is like in person. But I would assume that. Look, I have a lot of very good friends that are jackasses, and they're hilarious, and they may be good people and all that. But for whatever reason, what they say is crass, and it is. You know it what I mean? Pisses people off. Yeah, right. I get it. Right. This is you know the filter's gone. You know what I mean? And he rolls like that. And I don't necessarily love everything that they said back and forth, but I get it all. It worked. And of course we wind up with this thing where Jericho wants to challenge them to a a 10 man tag, but Lambert flips the script and says, well, first we want your leader. And he's not talking about Jericho. Sammy's your leader. Sammy's the one that's the, he he would only acknowledge Sammy's greatness. None of the others were great according to him. Which is BS because probably powerful there, but whatever. Come on, yeah. And and so we wind up with Sammy challenging back, and so there he he Lambert has things he's going to push at him. A little bit excited to see whatever the champion Sammy Guevara has to deal with here next week, right? Very right, and it's weird too because that's him in a match with Scorpio and or Ethan Page. Well, the other thing is, I know you hated this program, but it, all of a sudden. It's good. Once Sammy gets involved, and you know, DeSantos is interesting as he is actually going to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And you have, um, oh, Masvidal ran through to finish Jericho, by the way. Yes. I forgot to mention that. Whoa. Biggest thing, best fighter in the world runs through and hits somebody's knee. So much was going on. I forgot to mention yeah, it. Yeah. I apologize. That's how they lose the first one at the, end of, at the end of the last show. That's interesting, though. Now we're going to move on. Andrade coming out as he's introing his tag team. That is going to take on the Lucha Bros to get his vengeance for him. And they are the Super Frog legendary Luchadorian tag team, the Super Frogs. Super Ranas. Super Ranas. And they come down, and then we have the Lucha Brothers come out, and we get a little bit of a match back and forth as the Super Ranas can't really get their groove, and then the masks get ripped off on purpose by the Lucha Bros. And we learn, holy cow, it's FTR. 
What a surprise, my God. And then we get an FTR Lucha Brothers match, and then which it's great. <laughs> is fantastic. It turns into Helter Skelter, which is what FTR has been great at in every production they have ever been in. They are fantastic at this. Individually, they do create a numbers game two-on-one and get the W. Disheartening to some degree until my good friend Jared let me know, oh, yeah, this wasn't for the AEW titles. It was yes. for the AAA titles. Yes. Which, good for the, first of all, good for FTR as they are finding a new spot for themselves to be in in the wrestling world. That's the neat thing about this Sometimes I, I, I cackle a little bit at the Forbidden Door concept because other than WWE, there's always been a little bit of play back and forth. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about this in the fact that AEW is being allowed to hold some of these championships is when somebody falls out of the main event picture inside this company, mm-hmm. they can in turn go to an impact oh, yeah. and be in their main event for a little while or co-main event or you know, mid-card, whatever. It allows them to move fluidly. And here we have FTR rebuilding themselves as a force by having the triple... And dude, like you told me off screen, watching them wrestle some of these luchador-style matches in AAA is going to be fun. It's going to be great. Because whenever they wrestle Lucha Brothers, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Whenever they've wrestled any high-flying team, amazing. It's fun. That's that's the whole thing that makes their gimmick is they don't like to fly around work, right? Great stuff. Great stuff. Now, Dante Martin is backstage with Tony. Leo does all the talking and lets us know that he is going to be the tag team partner for for Martin. This should be great. Leo Rush is a fantastic talker. He's oh, yeah. got a charismatic voice anyway. Both these gentlemen, gravity does not treat them like it does the rest of us. No. They are not mere mortals when it comes to the way they can move. This should be spectacular. Strong agree. Okay, FTR winds up fleeing with their uh, like thieves in the nights as they have stolen the belts, as Tony Giovanni reminds them. MJF wants his payment from Andrade, which is like in cash. Andrade says cash or check, and MJF says both. <laughs> so he takes both of them. Right. That is so funny. I love that. Right. And then, of course, MJF slides out and gives us a promo, which I thought was just MJF running everybody down, which is fine with me. You know, I mean, that's what he does. He did a good job of it. He winds up, he alludes to the fact that he had challenged Darby Allen to a a match the week before, but then Darby got beat up on a walk outside. So then he's like, where is Darby? He has left you, you fans and doesn't care about you. He didn't even show. That's why you'll never be one of the, the number one of the pillars. You'll always be two. He has Wardlow drag a referee out. Oh, poor Bryce. And as Tony keeps telling us over and over, this isn't real. This is, there is no match. There's no match. There's no match. He knows there's no match. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, as, then as Punk says, there's a referee, so there's gotta be a match. Uh, Punk. Right. Okay. Sting comes out eventually. And Dude, MJF like pushes Wardlow into, into the, bat. the bat. Right. I'm like, man, you scumbag. And runs away. Beats you up. Right. Runs away, which was fine. Serena D winds up being backstage. She's talking that smack. Mm-hmm. Gets jumped by Sheeta, so this is going to turn into a rivalry, and maybe Sheeta does, in fact, get her 50th win over Deeb, even though it didn't happen this time. Yes. Right. Which would be a neat little uh, play there. Young Bucks versus Young Bucks and Cole. Versus Uso, Silver, and Reynolds. Uso, Silver, 
and Reynolds had been feuding with each other inside the order. Mm-hmm. One way to show their unity is to have them in a triple threat, uh, a six-man tag. Obviously, the Bucks and Cole are a well-old machine. Yes. We get the be- the greatest hits of both these bands. We wind up with the the spot where he's got him in the camel. Uh, Cole has him in the camel clutch, and the Bucks do the running back and forth on the ropes and then kissing thing. But they slide the Bucks out after tripping him up, and they slide in. Sylvan Reynolds, Sylvan Reynolds, give him a kiss, and then he's like, he's loving it for a second. And he looks over <laughs> uh, Silver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. <clears throat> The shoe spot where the Bucks, uh, Uno pulls the shoe off and we wind up getting the evolution of it turns into he pulls the shoe off, pulls the sock pulls off, the sock and we off. get the Mr. Socko moment. Punk, punk saying, That's hey, is so that, is that nasty. Mick Foley? The crowd chanting Foley. It is a Young Bucks style match where we get these odes to things of the past. Yes. Right? Also, we get the finish where Super kick party turns into Panama Sunrise, turns into a knee party, turns into a one, two, three. So they wind up going over and that, that works. So then we wind up getting Anna J backstage. Britt interrupts, calls her a loser because her friends just lost and she's a hanger on to a bunch of losers, blah, blah, blah. She gets an elbow to the, Britt gets an elbow to the mouth. This is where we're going with this part of the feud. Kind of like it. Anna J can, can feud with Britt for a second while mm-hmm. they figure out where to mm-hmm. pivot from there. It's a quick one though. I think they're having a match next week, so it wasn't like a, a drawn out feud, you know. Oh, yeah. Then we're going to wind up with Penelope Ford versus Kira Hogan. No relation to Ben or the other one. To Ben, yeah. According to Excalibur, he's done the research there. That was so funny. That's yeah. Punk Punk's incredible. I don't know if he set that up beforehand or if he is literally just that good. Oh, he's that good. Him and Excalibur. They'd probably have been kicking it with each other for years anyway. My God. I think, I think actually too with JR and Punk have probably got a really good relationship. Oh, yeah. Punk probably has just a blast just getting to walk out and sit by him. You know what I mean? Cause he knows them all so well. And Shivani's a legend at this point too. Oh, so yeah. that works as well. What a, again, what a great commentary team. Oh, absolutely. Now the Penelope Ford, the, this match is actually pretty doggone good. Mm-hmm. And Ford, uh, Ford winds up winning with a Muda lock, mm-hmm. which was, which worked. Ruby Soho comes running out, starts the fight kinda, Bunny and Penelope at the top of the ramp, mm-hmm. looking down on Soho who's ready to fight. This is the feud we're getting here for the next little while for Soho. I like the concept of a women's division having rivalries outside of the title. Yes, it is the sign of a healthy division. And if you can do that, along with you're having this new belt, the TBS belt, along with your women's title, suddenly you start to be able to push away from those criticisms that can no longer be addressed all of a sudden. Yes. You know what I mean? Which is what you need, right? It's what you need. Yeah, we missed the Mox Yuta match. Which was, uh, he, he, he literally just walked out there and just killed him. At this point, you've talked longer than the match. Literally. About it. Yeah. Mox killed him. He literally, he just got, and he kills him. (laughs) And and I think we're going to see where this is going later when they announce the brackets. Yes. Because Orange looks at, he doesn't, Orange doesn't show emotion, like you said, but him, him acknowledging Discomfort with what Mox just did. Yeah, it's like attacking. It's a big deal. Walking that's out there more than screaming yeah. for most people, right? Okay, so that works. Then we have the Miro promo. You want to talk about it? The Miro promo. God, Go he's staying like he's standing in shadows, and occasionally he'll pop forward into the light. It highlights the hardness of his face, and it also is his muscles too. Of course. 
It was killer. Him, him just him asking like his God, why? Why have you forsaken me? You gave me a, a body of granite and a neck of sand, dude. That, that the whole thing was killer. It was unreal. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And everybody will feel his pain. Everybody will be punished until his God anoints him as a champion again. It's my God, until he is redeemed. Right. My God. So good. So good. Didn't follow that up with Hangman Page promo. He gives us a quick history lesson, lets us know he's been changed. He explains what cowboy poop is to all of us. Mm-hmm. Well done. Great. Walk off. He's a matter-of-fact was- kind of fighter. He's I'll- a matter-of-fact kind of promo guy. It was authentic, too. It felt authentic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that was the thing when everyone, like, at the start of the company, how many people believed that he would be a certified main eventer? We all knew he could, but when he was facing Jericho, we were like, well, of course he's not going to win. He's not there yet. Right. When he when he says the line, nobody believed in me, and they were right, he's not lying. Right. But in both in and out of kayfabe, there's, there's some truth to that. The key to his belief process, though, is he doesn't believe words now. He thinks he's ready. Yeah, he believes in himself. Finally, that line popped me. Um, um, the fans think he's ready. I think. I think my favorite part of this promo was when he was he was talking bad about himself at the beginning. There were people in the crowd, like not not cheering, not booing, but literally just saying, "We love you." They were say, they were crying out to him in like. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of like old like dusty promos in some ways, where people would just like yell things at him in in the the studio crowd. I love you too, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people that would yell things at him Dusty because Rose impression ever. But okay. <laughs> I got what you were coming for. But like, I don't know, just like having that kind of connection where it's not like if someone goes out and gives a promo like, "Oh man, I've really been beaten down." Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you're going to win." Yeah, yeah, not like we love you and we're here for you. Mhm. And regardless of outcome, we just want you to, to be happy. I don't know. There, there there is like a a level with the crowd that I thought was interesting cuz AEW crowds are pretty wild. Right. So when when they're quiet and listening and, and and or just like yelling vocalizations of support, right? That aren't just like cheers and clapping. I don't know. Something there's there's something that hits a little bit different about that. To your point, there aren't a lot of performers that have touched and you know the the famous son of a plumber promo and all that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I've you know, touched a nation or whatever a nation like I have. You know that kind of thing. There haven't been. A lot of performers that the crowd has been like that with. Dusty had a different relationship with the wrestling fan than it was relatable. Just was about anybody. Yeah, he was. That was the point. He's a son of a plumber. He's just a guy, right? Big heavy guy that could go half hour for yeah. you too. You know what I mean? And, and uh, he's bad. And I don't know about. He was so good, and, and he was so able to tap into that commonness that the Cowboys. Does absolutely, you know what I mean, and it work. It works. It, it's again the whole the hangman thing is so relatable because it's like man, because, there's a lot to be beaten down die these days. You know what I mean? And two, nothing is a big deal. It feels like like he either goes he goes from well he gets like he had a little bit where he would drink a lot or whatever, but he goes kind of from a little bit below melancholy to a little bit above satisfied. Yeah, he doesn't go ecstatic. He doesn't go. He didn't completely flip. No, he didn't like go crazy and attack. But there's, and, and but turn there's heel. been a, a strength built up over time, right? Through the experiences, he's almost had. like a regrouping. Yes, yes. Always regrouping, always pushing forward, always riding through whatever comes. 
You know, uh, the, I, and he goes out there. And the, the crux of the promo is like, man, he doesn't he doesn't know what's going to happen at the end of that pay per view. No, but he's going to give everything. When and I, be- I believe that when he was saying that, I was like, man, I, I believe it. When he says, "I'm going to give you tears," or I think I may give you tears, either way. Either way, man. He lets you know. I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but I'm here, and I'm going to give it all I got. Okay, Daniel Bryan, Bobby Fish. What do you think? Great match. It was amazing. Just like I said, (laughs) Daniel Bryan does not miss. Bobby Fish is a great performer. Daniel Bryan is transcendent. We we have just seen him go from Kenny Omega Mm -hmm. to Suzuki Mm -hmm. to Fish. Banger, banger, banger. Come on, banger. (laughs) Come on. The next one, you know. And before before he left the other show, he was every week was a banger. The guy doesn't miss. He don't miss. He really doesn't. He will. He will never go out there and give you average. He'll quit before he does it. (laughs) We were talking about that a bit, where he's just like this guy is. He's gonna. What was the phrase he used? Ride until the wheels fall off. Yeah. He's going to rock it till the wheels fall absolutely. off. There's, absolutely. There's not going to be any half-assing. He's not going to go. No. No. The, the guy will not. He will absolutely rock it till the wheels come off. He's not going to, he's not going to be that guy who's hanging on and getting a match every now and then to prove he's still there. Absolutely. He's not going to do that. Uh, we did actually miss, miss a segment, uh, the Cody segment, of course. <laughs> I had saved that till the end because I felt like it was really wonderful. It was a cinematic masterpiece. It was a callback to Rocky Three, in which yeah, it was. It was like Rocky Three, wasn't it? It was absolutely the, 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 the scene. At, the scene at the end, you know, they, they got him in the bull in the ring thing, where every wrestler is hitting him, and then even when he because he goes to the training facility with Arn, and they go in, and his American Top Team has lost respect for him. You show up late, uh, the. Red Velvet slaps him. Red Velvet out the gate slaps him. And then he winds up in the ring. He's getting beat up once the initial couple of seconds are over. He kind of lets his guard down for a second. Boom. When he winds up getting hit a couple times, he falls, and a girl slaps him again. Oh, God. Then then he says, I'm not learning anything, which is the Rocky thing. You know, we'll do it tomorrow, which comes off of Apollo's. He's hooking, he's hooking, he's hooking, as Apollo's just burying his hand into Rocky's head. He stops and he says, "What? It's so much better." That scene is one of the. If you want to see a great like boxing weird movie scene, that scene where Apollo tells him, "Damn, rock this guy, I'll kill you," and he goes, "Tomorrow, there is no tomorrow." Like Apollo was just all ripped up to shreds. Oh my god, yeah. Carl Weathers was just the man. You know what I'm saying? But Dude, anyway, it was huge. much better than this scene. By the way. <laughs> This scene was was weird. I find it. Arn pulled out a picture of Dusty and said, "On his phone, his phone's yeah. like dirty and cracked." Uh, I thought yes. that was real, though. You know what I mean? That's his real phone. That is his too. real phone, absolutely. But he shows a picture of Dusty cutting him open and said, "You said you'd never do anything to hurt the kid's feelings. Do you believe that this would hurt? That the kids would be offended at this when when Dusty did it to me because he put thirty no. stitches in my head?" He said, "I had it coming." I, I actually, I, even though the, the there was kind of weirdness with this segment, I actually liked overall what it was presenting. Right. Like the whole, man, you can't half-ass it against a guy like Malachi Black. He'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And everyone will cheer him. Right. And also, he's got it coming. He's got, yeah, that dude has beat me up. That dude has beat my son up. That dude has beat you up twice. Everybody in that room that was training. He has beat up. He hurt Dustin. Yeah. He hurt... Uh, Johnson. Uh, yeah. He hurt every one of these guys. He's gone through this. Your whole crew he's gone through. And, and you're willing to go out there and, and you po- w- poke him in the eyes and, and do your normal moves to him. you got to kill that dude. Right. He has to be put away. Absolutely. Pull out the Glock. Absolutely. Malachi- no. <laughs> pull out the Glock. 
<laughs> Glock Anderson's about to like pull up on Malachi. Glock Anderson. Okay. Uh, Put him in the morgue. <laughs> he's Sean Connery. They send one of yours to the hospital. You send one of theirs to the morgue. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we got... Um, I apologize. The, the brackets for the tournament released at the end of the show. We have... 10 from Dark Order versus Mox. We have Cassidy versus Hobbs. Rhodes versus Daniel Bryan. Dustin versus Daniel Bryan. Archer versus Kingston. I think this is a great little setup for a tournament as we hope to have 10 begin his ascension higher up the rankings a little bit. You know, I think he'll have a back and forth with Mox. I, I do think finals Mox Bryan. I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anybody. And, Mo- and this, as... As we saw Orange kind of look over and glance at Mox, that alludes to maybe setting up that second round feud there. And then as Daniel Bryan is the new guy coming in with all the stuff, Mox has been portraying himself as somewhat of a gatekeeper to the AEW community as he was the first guy to come over when nobody else was willing to do it. That gives you a really good final. And if Mox loses that, it totally allows him to start going after Punk and anybody else that comes in the company. And every time somebody gets hired and brought in, Mox can attack them, whether he's a heel or a face, whatever you want to call it, because it doesn't matter with him because he's not a heel, he's not a face, he's an ass kicker. Man, we're going to get Mox Bryan at a pay-per-view. Absolutely. This company's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this is so cool. Oh. Yeah, it is going to be great. Okay, okay. So I enjoyed the week. You did? Absolutely, absolutely. It was really good. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I liked Rampage a lot. The dynamite was killer. Yeah. I don't know. It, it felt start to finish really, really good. It was well done. Yeah. It even the parts well that I, I kind of mid on when it comes to like Dan Lambert and American Top Team, it was good. Right. All right. It was watchable. So for my man Jared, for me KP, this has been a Go Home Heat production. Thank you for checking us out. Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Gin Project. The G I N N Project dot com. Check out the Daily Smart as they are your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling and go home.